Welcome to the Covered Beloved Podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom, world changer and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. Hey, beloved, welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we are covering chapter three in the full book by Asherita Tutu. It's called Food, Jesus, and the Battle for Satisfaction. So I'm gonna share key highlights from this chapter on choosing truth over lies, plus the 10 most common lies about food. I will be sharing, of course, my personal takeaways from when I went through this book in 2019. This powerful book changed my life so much that I chose it for the 12-week curriculum for my breakthrough program, The Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, to truly give you weapons for weight loss that work for lasting freedom, to help you renew your mind, to make you wise to the enemy's tactics, and so you can armor up and stand against his schemes, and to help you trade guilt for grace in your relationship with food. I am on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home and help women of faith heal their relationship with food, restore their identity in Christ, and lose toxic weight for good. So my story and my struggles with emotional eating and weight gain started when I was about nine years old and when my parents separated. I shared about my journey of gaining and losing the same 40 to 60 pounds, and I shared that on episode 52. This healing process and this journey towards freedom with food is not an overnight gig. So if you want to hear my story and my journey and kind of why I'm focusing on this for the last part of 2020, so many women have been coming to me, identifying with the struggles, and they want lasting freedom. And so some pieces take years to heal, and then some after years of struggle are healed and delivered in an instant, like my come to Jesus moment in the bathtub with alcohol, which I will share in an episode very soon. The power of fasting to break strongholds, the role of inner healing, and how it plays a huge part in finding food freedom. All of this has come together with this book to create an incredible three-chord approach to weight loss and food freedom that I cannot wait to share with you. I will share those details at the end of today's episode, but first I want to share a testimonial from my client Rachel who started the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint in July of 2021. She has healed in so many ways. She has gone deeper in her relationships with others, including God, has lost almost eight inches off of her waist alone, released over 35 pounds, and feels like she's finally healing and restoring food to its rightful place. Food is an excellent servant, but a terrible master. Here's what Rachel has to share. I never thought of using a spiritual approach and focusing on God for my weight loss attempts. I say attempts because over the last 28 years, I have tried everything and failed. I never understood why I couldn't lose the weight and it was very frustrating, not to mention a huge burden to carry around for so many years. When starting this guided detox fast with Heidi, 
I was a little hesitant because I didn't think I could physically and emotionally do it. Even though I always wanted to explore my spirituality, I didn't think I knew enough about God, Jesus, and the Bible to do such a program. But because I failed so many times before, and my biggest goal for myself was to finally be healthy and to feel comfortable in my own skin, I feel like I have hated myself for so long, so I know I, I knew I needed to do something. And so I thought I'd take the chance, because not only do I get a chance to actually love myself, and who I am, I actually get to have a relationship with God. So I jumped in and I'm amazed at what I have gained over the last 12 weeks. And no, it wasn't weight that I had gained. I actually shed 25 pounds in only six weeks. That's an average of a half a pound a day. Sure, I had some gains a few days here and there, but I stuck with it. How? I asked for help. Help from Heidi, of course, but I also started talking with God. I had nightly chats with him, and this was something I had never done before, so I felt very vulnerable. I asked him to help me with my obsessive cravings and to help me understand my emotional eating that I was a victim of. I learned that I ate when I was sad, when I was happy, to celebrate, when mourning, and just being bored. I realized I had a food fixation. I started to ask my body what it really wanted before shoving food in my mouth. Actually, it was something I could overcome with a chat with God, breathing techniques, or simply pausing for 20 minutes before I was ready to eat something and ask myself if food is really what I wanted. Usually it wasn't. Another amazing thing that happened in the 12-week program that I never thought I could do as I didn't have a drop of alcohol. I was a binge drinker. I didn't actually realize I was a binge drinker until about halfway through the program. I thought I needed alcohol in order to be social, to have fun. It was a habit, it was a bad habit and one that I was willing to break for my health. I feel so amazing and I'm still so happy and proud of myself for this goal that I have accomplished. I even attended a wedding, a social gathering, and a girls' night, all with no alcohol. Amazing. I'm also very grateful for this program and Heidi's wisdom and guidance. I'm now 30 pounds lighter and have the knowledge and confidence to lose my goal of another 30 plus pounds. I say plus because it would be nicer to lose a little more than 30. So what I have learned from this program God cares about my weight loss plan and I'm not alone. Bible verses for weight loss help. Praying for weight loss also helps. Trading guilt for grace is a must. Don't quit. Make one small change at a time and God heals. I feel that if I can do this, anyone can. Have faith and just start. You have nothing to lose and a lot to gain. And again, I'm not talking about weight. All right, let's dig in. I know a biblical approach is needed because when we aren't in alignment with who God says we are, we are susceptible to the enemy's lies. Either God is shaping our minds or the world is. And I want to keep planting seeds that will open your heart to the idea that the Lord wants to fight this battle for you and victory is found in Jesus. 
So today we're talking about being able to identify what lies you are believing about food and choosing truth over the script in your mind, plus the 10 most common lies about food. It can be painful to admit the lies we are believing. We get embarrassed, we feel ashamed, we can even get prideful and try to justify our willingness to believe them as half-truths. But they are destructive. They are meant to steal, kill, and destroy. And so once you identify the lies, it's easy to see the root and take them down. In Matthew 3.10, John the Baptist is talking to the Pharisees about repentance and how they must manifest the fruit of repentance. And the scripture reads like this, the axe lies ready at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So I want you to picture the axe. All right, at the root of this tree, the root of this lie. It's already at the root. And it's already at the root of this tree that hasn't produced good fruit in your life. The tree of deception that has twisted your relationship with food. It has already been taken out. The ax has already cut it down. The victory is already won. And so once you identify the lies and repent for partnering with those lies, you can simply walk out your victory that Christ has already won for you on the cross. There is power in repentance to restore the standard, align our thinking with God's thoughts, His thoughts are higher and to turn from our ways and to turn towards God and his ways. So we must remember that the longer those lies have rolled around in our minds, the deeper they're more ingrained and entrenched, right? The harder they will be to tear down. But with the Lord's help, it can be done. John 8 32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Not freedom, of course, to do whatever you want, but freedom to choose to follow God. And as we seek to serve God and follow him, Jesus' perfect truth frees us to be all that God has created us to be. So let's get into my highlights from this third chapter in the full book, and then I will share the top 10 lies about food and their spiritual roots. So even half-truths enslave us. Satan is our enemy, right? We talked about that in the last episode, and he's the father of lies. He used the fruit He used the fruit in the beginning, the first lie ever, right? Over food, he spoke to create the fall of mankind. That is like, dang, right? Oh my goodness, Adam and Eve didn't lack anything, yet Satan twisted God's words, created doubt, and used half-truths to get Eve to engage with him and belittle the privileges God had given, the freedoms he had given them, and to live in him. God said, you may freely eat. He gave him that freedom. And knowing God's character and goodness, do you think the food he chose to generously provide Adam and Eve was void of nutrients and nourishment in any way? No. And so God will never offer you a bad deal. He's not going to provide an energy sucking nutrient deficient or nutrient stealing food. That's not in alignment with who he is. The parameters that God has in place right? Eat foods from this part of the garden. Eat foods from all of these other trees. Just don't eat from this one. Translates the same in that we have an abundance of options and we don't need to believe the lie that we are being deprived when God is protecting us from food products, right? Man-made food products and drinks that are meant to steal, kill, and destroy from our bodies and steal from our nutrients, right? These energy-sucking, nutrient-stealing, man-made foods. So when we look at FOMO, like FOMO was first introduced in the garden. We can see it play out with Eve in the garden. 
She thought that she was missing out on something. The enemy twisted God's words, created doubt, and made her feel like she was missing out on something. So FOMO started in the garden. When we look at the root of that, and when you're feeling that, if these lies are coming up, lies that you're believing about food, like you're missing out, I just want you to remember there is no FOMO in the kingdom. There is no FOMO in the kingdom. Like God will not let you miss out on anything that is good for you. When he has created you with and has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, he is not going to set you up to fail. He's not going to set you up to miss out on the good things that he has for you. God is a good God and he is our provider. We don't have to worry if we were get our fill. We don't have to fear deprivation or isolation or FOMO, right? We don't have to add our own rules and restrictions for protection if we trust and lean into God as our provider. He will provide a way especially if we are tempted or starting to believe these half-truths, he will provide a way out of temptation. So remember, Satan is a liar and he lures us with promises of pleasures untasted, false confidences and cures and comforts in what we're talking about here, food, right? John eight forty one says, your true father is the one you imitate and obey. If you downplay God's goodness and provision and believe the half-truths, the lies, and deception, you are not acting like an adopted child of God. You are acting like an orphan. Satan has a fallen angel, right? He is an orphan. He was kicked out of the kingdom and not allowed back in. So, of course, he wants to make you feel like you don't fit into the royal family as well. So choose to trust in God's goodness and provision of what you need when you need it, instead of the false promises of your enemy. Satan is not messing around with these seemingly innocent little lies, right? Satan wants to destroy you forever. Take you out little by little, painfully slow, torturously so. And when you ask yourself this question, who down the line is suffering because of my choices? Who down the line is suffering because of my choices? First of all, it starts with us, right? When we believe Satan's lies we are going down a path of suffering and it's down the line when it get passed on from generation to generation when our children imitate our behavior so what have been the consequences of me believing satan's lies this was for me going through this my confidence was really low lack of self-confidence big time in how i showed up in my business and how i showed up as a leader and how i showed up for myself and in my relationships This feeling of hopelessness, like I wouldn't ever get over this. Um, Health issues, I had candida. At one point, I had high blood pressure. I was obviously obese. Um, My blood sugars were up. I was actually kind of in that pre-diabetic, and my family has diabetes. So I'm like, oh my goodness. I have disc degeneration in my spine, stress, and um, strained relationships. I kind of talked about that. Intimacy with my husband, judgment of others for food choices, you know, depending on where I was at in my journey, I would actually have a lot of pride in food choices, doubt about God's goodness and provision, and consuming thoughts leading to exhaustion and patience and unproductive behaviors. So I wrote in all caps in my journal, fight the lies and take every thought captive. Fight the lies with truth and take every thought captive. So knowing God sets us free because Jesus is truth. We know the truth by knowing God himself. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, by subduing and taking captive every thought to make it obedient to God's word, we are renewing our minds, fighting lies with supernatural power and walking in victory 
over Satan's face. Okay, it doesn't exactly say that, but that's what I wrote in my journal. God's words are life-giving, right? He offers us peace, 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 and his truths and assured promises represented by Jesus, the word made flesh, and we receive Jesus's peace that he left us with. So in her book, Asherita talks about the three steps to transformative change, and I'm not going to go deep on each of these because you just have to get her book. It's incredible. It's amazing. I actually offer it as a free bonus when you sign up for my program because it's such a critical part. But number one is digging up the lie. So writing down the thought and taking it captive, putting it on trial against God's word, right? Asking God to judge it. Does it align with what he says in scripture? Ask Holy Spirit, what is the lie that I am believing about, you know, this situation or this food or what is the lie that you're writing down? What is the lie that you're believing about that? And then ask Holy Spirit, what is the truth that you want me to believe about X, Y, Z, whatever you wrote down. If it doesn't pass the test, make it submit to Christ, right? Number two is fill up with scriptural truth. Ask Holy Spirit for scripture to back up the truth or you can use, I actually have a free download for you. It's 10 Bible verses for weight loss and food battles. I actually identify four signs of emotional eating in that freebie as well. So you can go to my website to download that. But it's just a matter of filling up with that scriptural truth, memorizing them, journaling on them, meditating on them, speaking them out loud. And so in this process of exchanging the lies, we believe with the truth that is what is going to renew your mind and that is going to set you free. Number three is growing up in mature faith. So as you see progress week by week, day by day in the renewing of your mind, in your behaviors, this is all going to transform you too. And so his word begins producing in us the fruit of righteousness by the spirit from love and joy all the way to self-control, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is a lifelong process. And as we go throughout this process, we are going from glory to glory. So as we digest all of this, I actually journaled some of the hard things that I knew were going to challenge me and try to get me off track. And so the hardest changes to make as I stepped toward the real comfort and satisfaction in Jesus was going to be slowing down, slowing down when the thought comes in, knowing that in the beginning, I will only have a few seconds to interrupt that reactive pattern, that habitual behavior that had me turning to food for comfort. And so I knew this was going to try to stop me from going to the Lord instead of doing what I've always done and going to food. And so I had to have an action, right? I had to have an action plan. And so I would write down the thought and I would judge it against God's word, of course, replace it with the truth. But I had to have something to just buy me a little bit of time before that step to interrupt that reactive behavior, that automated response. And so I have an essential oil blend. It's actually a blend of cinnamon, peppermint, ginger, lemon, and grapefruit. And this is an incredible blend for fighting cravings. And so I would put a drop of that under my tongue. It was a physical thing I could do to just interrupt and stop that behavior so that I had the moment to pause and pray and then journal and so I could move on. And so that really helped me. And then the second thing I wrote down is the food lies that I'm most susceptible to are the ones that promise numbing or comfort to drown out or quiet a lying thought about my identity, my worth, or my ability. And so as I was journaling and just coming to the fact that these were the thoughts that I was having, those were the ones that made me question myself the most. And so they related to my identity, my worth, or my ability. 
And so again, it's all about arming you with the tools that you can use to break the strongholds and um, stand and claim your victory. Okay, let's end with the 10 lies about food. And then I want to share an invitation for you at the end. So number one lie about food is that I deserve a glass of wine. I've had such a stressful day. I deserve to have this glass of wine. And so for me, the root of that one was pride and a false god or idol. The next time I have this thought, I wrote, I will take communion and use scripture and worship. Worship and dedicating my body to God, right? We're continually doing that. And even with uh, communion, he's like, do this in remembrance of me and what I've done for you. So the root of that, I deserve a glass of wine. I've had such a stressful day was pride and false God or idolatry. Number two, lie, I can eat whatever I want. Again, we see pride coming up here. Pride and even lust, I would probably say. I can eat whatever I want. I'm not affected by this. And when we look at scripture in 1 Corinthians 6, it actually says everything is permissible for me. Yeah, okay, so you can have anything. But it goes on, it says, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Mm, So good. Number three lie is if a little is good, then a lot is better. And so the spiritual root of this is gluttony. Lack of self-control, right? Those aren't fruits of the spirit. I would say even scarcity and poverty mindset and doubt or no faith that God is my provider. So next time I wrote down, next time I have this thought of taking one more bite or finishing off a row, (laughs) whether it be cookies or brownies or whatever, I will use scripture to fight back and then use my physical interrupter, right? My essential oil blend or gum. I always, I have those in my kitchen. I have those in my kitchen at this time anyway. Uh, and then I would pray and meditate and just express gratitude for what I already have. So think of Eve in the garden, right? She had all this abundance around her. You know, if a little is a good, then a lot is better. Well, we have a lot. We have an abundance of food that God has provided all around us. And so just being grateful and showing gratitude for what you already have. All right, number four lie is I will never overcome fill in the blank. For me, it was I will never, you know, overcome being a good leader or being overweight or being controlled by food thoughts. And so the root to this one is doubt in God, which when we look at scripture, he says, I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you. So when we doubt God's goodness, we doubt that he is good enough to lead us through whatever we're struggling with. And I wrote on next time I have thoughts of not enough, I will use scripture to fight back and turn on worship music while turning my feelings over to Jesus. Feelings are not facts. We can journal on what Jesus wants us to focus on, keeping our eyes on him. So journaling what I receive back from him on my identity. And we can use scriptural again to find those scriptural truths when it comes to identity. If you've got any prophetic words or any verses given to you, I encourage you to go back and look for the identity statements in those prophetic words that you've received and in those scriptures that you've been given specifically have been given to you. All right, lie number five is just this once won't hurt. So this applies to special occasion binges, you know, like birthdays, holidays, that sort of thing, which can get out of hand quickly. You know, Jesus fasted and he feasted. So, but he didn't let food master him. Like he didn't let food have control over him. So simply deciding ahead of time what treats and indulgences you will have, submitting those choices to Jesus in honor and celebration, right? Jesus celebrated, celebrated and feasted with food, 
But submitting those choices ahead of time to Jesus and letting him take the wheel, inviting Holy Spirit in with you before, during, and after your event to guide you in your righteous eating. So the root of this one, um, sorry, I missed that part. Just this once won't hurt. The root of that is deception. It's deception. It's a trap, which leads to shame and an endless spiraling cycle of, for me, it was like binging, right? Oh my gosh, I've already made it. I just, this once won't hurt. And so then you indulge, way overeat, and then you feel bad the next day and you're like, oh, well, I completely blew it. So deception is the root of that one, which is a trap and leads to shame. When we look at Romans, I love Romans 8, 12. It says, I have no obligation to do what my sinful nature urges me to do. And Romans 6, 16 says, I can choose my master and who I serve and I serve God. All right, line number six, food will thrill me. So the root of this would be a false god or idolatry. And when that, you know, food will thrill me, you're going to get this excitement from food. Next time I wrote down, I want to eat out of, next time I want to eat out of boredom because I'm bored. So I'm looking for something to excite me or thrill me. I will choose again scriptures to help dig in to why I'm using food to distract or procrastinate or, you know, excite, right? I can use my oils also. I love essential oils for this and I can use my essential oils to help produce those feel good hormones, right? Serotonin, dopamine, all of that. I can go for a walk. I can get my blood flowing. I can have a glass of water while taking a break to journal and seek a supernatural solution to procrastination or creative avoidance or boredom um, and just really seeking the Lord on that. Okay, we have three left. Lie number seven, I can't let this food go to waste. Oh my goodness, beloved, if you can ever relate to surviving off of kid scraps, kids' plates, the the food that's left over on their plates, right? These are the scraps that I get. Oh my goodness. So the root of this one is scarcity and poverty thinking. So I wrote down next time I'm tempted with this thought that I cannot let this food go to waste, I will remind myself that there is no waste in the kingdom and God created a beautiful cycle in life. He takes care of my needs and the earth's needs and next time I can serve my kids smaller portions and if they want more, they can have more. (laughs) Amen. All right, number eight, I will hurt their feelings if I don't eat what they offer. Mm, this This actually comes up a lot in the program because... As you get healed and you're making better choices, it triggers other people because they feel guilt or shame for making different choices. And just because you're choosing not to participate or have a certain thing that's offered to you, like it doesn't need to be taken personally, but, but it's going to happen. So I want to prepare you that this happens. (laughs) Um, The root of this one is fear of man. You're fearful that somebody's not going to love, accept, or want to be with you because, or they're going to reject you, right? Because you're not accepting what they're offering or participating in what they're participating in. So I wrote down next time I'll have this thought about something and it could be like my daughter. My daughter loves to bake and for, for the longest time it was my grandma, right? If I quote unquote rejected, that's how my grandma took it. I rejected her food. Like that was the way that she showed love and a lot of grandmas are like that. But throughout my journey and doing different cleanses and stuff like that, my family kind of got used to it over time. Like I do a spring and fall cleanse. It's something that I feel is super beneficial to the body because we are the filter. And there has never been a time in history where people have been more exposed or inundated on a daily basis from all different sources, food, water, drink, air, skin, you know, toxins in our cleaners. It's just everywhere. And so this is something just like you would change the oil on your car. You know, you 
or your filters on your car, it, it's a way of changing your filters and changing your oil in your body. So when we when I looked at, you know, the next time I have this thought about something maybe my daughter's made of I'll hurt their feelings if I don't eat what they made or what they offer, I put again, I will use scripture. Are you noticing a theme here, beloved? <laughs> use scripture to combat that lie and that perfect love casts out all fear and if I really do want to have some it will be done with love and from a posture of love and worship to God not out of obligation or fear of disappointing someone so Acts 10 shares that I should no longer think of hospitality food or food shared out of generosity as clean versus unclean but should look at my thought in that moment and only accept it if I'm thinking out of love and not fear. Okay, that's really important to make your decisions based out of love and not fear. All right, number nine, lie is eating this will make me feel better about myself. And at the root of this one is false God and idolatry because Holy Spirit is our comforter, right? Our identity is found in Christ. Holy Spirit is our comforter. Holy Spirit leads us to all truth. And so eating this food that it will make me feel better about myself That is like, I feel like that should be lie number one. Honestly, not lie number nine. But it relates back to number four of I will never overcome. And so it's an identity issue, right? Okay, lie number 10. I mess up so I give up. The root of this one is trying to be your own savior and condemnation. Next time I go into an all or nothing mindset, I will write down my good, better, or best and choose to keep moving forward with what I am ready, willing, and able to do in that moment. Like this is, again, a journey. It's a process. It's not an overnight gig. So using scripture again, and then of course celebrating small victories to remind myself of how far I've come and how faithful God is and expressing my gratitude and thanks to God for all he has done for me on my journey. I just have a note to end here, beloved, that the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but... If you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, meaning the goodness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit, this comes from Romans 14, by the way. If that peace and joy of the Holy Spirit is not present and you're trying to decide if I should or shouldn't eat something, if you don't have that peace and joy, if it's not there, you are sinning and going ahead and doing it anyway, right? For you are not following your own convictions if you do what you don't want to do. If you do anything you believe is not right, and you don't have that peace and that joy, you are sinning and it is the sin in you that is doing it and you are a slave to the sin that is still living in you. Instead, you can follow the Holy Spirit's leading and you can ask Holy Spirit to help you during your time of weakness. All right, beloved, thanks for hanging in there with me during this review of chapter three from Asherita Choo Choo's book, Full Food, Jesus, and the Battle for Satisfaction. If any of that resonated with you at all, I want to make sure you know about my upcoming Food Freedom Workshop at the end of November. It's open to everyone. And so if you feel overwhelmed when it comes to food, if you feel stuck in a seemingly endless cycle of overeating, yo-yo dieting, and obsessive thoughts about food or your body image, or if you look to the scale to determine your self-worth, I want to make sure you know this is happening. We are spending an hour together unpacking what it really takes to break free from bondages to food and struggles with weight. 
without exercise and even if you've struggled your entire life. For many of us, food has become an increasingly complex issue that causes us to feel guilty, overwhelmed, or even hopeless. If you feel defeated by your lack of self-control or overwhelmed by your weight and thoughts and longings for food, then come join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group on Sunday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time as we dig into scripture and reveal the path to freedom. And this workshop will give you a glimpse into my Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, which is my 12-week signature program that I am launching January of 2022. It is a faith-based format. It is comprehensive. It is holistic in nature. We go deep in this program. We are body, spirit, soul. And so this program, we address all three, right? It's a guided fast and detox. That's for the physical weight loss portion. It has a biblically-based food freedom curriculum for the spiritual soul piece. That's actually what I'm going through in these uh, podcast episodes. And then finally, it has a personal inner healing piece you actually get three sessions, and this is for the heart and soul work that is so crucial for lasting freedom. And so this three chord strand approach uh, is really the core of it, and it's because a strand of three chords is not easily broken. And so this program has it all. Weight is just a symptom. And I know that it's not about the weight, right? But it's not not about the weight, and it's so much more than the weight We know that the weight is in the way, so to speak, of us truly living our lives to the full and losing the weight is really going to be in this program, the icing on the cake, because yes, you will be losing an average of between 10 to 15% of your body weight, which for most people is about 20 to 25 pounds. But more importantly, you will discover the joy of living free from food fixation by experiencing a deeper satisfaction in Christ. You will find healing from the inside out and that you no longer need to carry this extra weight around because you have found true healing and you will finally feel comfortable and confident in your own skin and be able to step into the fullness of what God has for you. So come join me for this totally free food freedom workshop that I'm doing for you. This is a spiritual battle. And as you've been listening, like there's a lot of different facets to this. We need to overcome the lies with truth. And I will even have a special guest on to share her experience. You heard her testimonial in the beginning of this episode. Her name is Rachel, and she's going to tell you firsthand her experience through the 12-week program. She's going to share her results with you and her takeaways, and workshop attendees will get first dibs on applying for the beta version of this program that launches in January. If you are ashamed to work out in front of others, if you can't stop obsessing about food, you can't stop binge eating or drinking, if you avoid the mirror because of what you see in the reflection, if you're stuck in a cycle of shame and self-hatred with your body or overcome by fear and anxiety in social settings because you think everybody is looking at you, oh, and if you use food to cope or numb the pain of the past or even just the everyday, and your soul is yearning to be set free from the bondage of food fixation, binge eating, loneliness, and isolation that comes with all of that, Please come join us in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group for the upcoming Food Freedom Workshop Sunday, November 28th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, beloved, I pray that you prosper in your health just as your soul prospers. Until next time. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. Hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.